Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. I'm Mary Jo, your host, and today I'm going to be talking all things the pill and post-pill syndrome or post-birth control syndrome. Um, So yeah, this will be helpful for anyone who is either thinking of coming off the pill or has come off the pill and is struggling, not feeling like feeling like a stranger in their own body. Um, and yet, uh, if it's just something that you're thinking about doing um, or have done, or just want to know a little bit more about what the pill is actually doing, uh, have, if you haven't thought about this before and you're just curious to know, well, how does the pill actually work for me? Uh, this will be a helpful episode for you, hopefully. Um, so before I get into the episode, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening to all the latest episodes. As always, I really, really appreciate it. Anyone new here listening, also welcome. Um you know, go back to previous episodes to find out a little bit more about what this is, the Female Health Podcast is all about. But really, it is all about educating you guys on your own hormones, your cycle, um, different aspects of female health in general. Um, so yeah, hopefully that uh, you are getting something from these episodes and enjoying them. Uh, also for you, I have created the uh, Know Your Flow Masterclass, which is now available um, for everyone to access for free. Um, so this will really help you you to harness the power of your cycle and uh, feel more empowered by it to understand it more um, and to help manage um, period problems like heavy painful periods and debilitating PMS as well so at the moment you can get through this through the link in my bio on Instagram MJ Nutrition and I am also going to be launching my website so, so soon. It could be next week, fingers crossed, and it will be available for you then to get on my website as well. But for now, um, let's get into today's episode, um, you know, all about the pill. So firstly, I think we should talk about the pill itself. Um, I just want to say on the outset, I am not anti pill and um, thankfully that we have it and um, it is an amazing contraception and we are so lucky to have that and that we can get access to it easily um, and yeah like it's an amazing contraception and if that is the reason that you're on the pill that absolutely um that that's great like there's no issues with that so my issues with the pill I suppose there's a few but one is the lack of education around it and on the female cycle in general and um, so most women I know come to me um, and don't realize that when they're on the pill they've actually shut off their own hormones their pathways and networks and when they're on the pill and they aren't getting an actual period and this actually surprises them but I was one of them myself in my early 20s I was on the pill for PCOS and um I had no idea that I had shut off my own hormones I had no idea that I wasn't ovulating I completely suppress that pathway I um wasn't getting a real period and uh, I was delighted that I 
was having what I thought was a regular cycle and um, you know I was symptom free I knew when it was going to come this was amazing Um, for someone with PCOS who, and anyone who has it will definitely understand that struggle so having knowing when you will get your period and not having any symptoms or hormonal symptoms um, can feel really great really really great but as I started I suppose getting more into female health and uh, using my my nutrition and science degree to, to help me research this I realized that no this wasn't uh wasn't the case the pill wasn't a magic fix for my problems it had completely as I say shut down my ovulation and uh, shut down my my cycle and I was I had flatlined my own hormones estrogen and progesterone so to give it a bit of context let's talk about what the theme of the cycle looks like really briefly I do think it's important that we understand um your the natural cycle um to, to have an idea of like the ebbs and flows of your hormones and then so you can understand what the pill actually does as well so during a 28 day cycle uh, which is the you know average length again if you don't have that doesn't mean there's anything wrong it can vary between 26 to 35 days and that can be a normal cycle um but in that cycle you would have two phases you'll have the follicular phase and the luteal phase and in the middle of that there's ovulation so during the follicular phase day one starts when you get your period so you're you get you bleed your uterine lining bleeds or sheds that's day one of the cycle and from that day then the follicles on the ovaries start to mature and develop and produce estrogen and estrogen rises all the way up until ovulation so we're making more and more of this estrogen and this hormone estrogen is our yang hormone it gives us our boost our drive our motivation our energy it supports our um it supports our exercise and our training and it helps it, ma- it manages our appetite so we don't feel as hungry during this phase of the cycle and this is an important thing to know if you are someone who maybe wants to diet and it can be easier at this phase of the cycle um, and estrogen helps give us our um our sex drive our libido it um reduces vaginal dryness so it allows for easier uh, lubrication um during sex so like it has a lot of um functions basically it also has um benefits in years later down the line for preventing osteoporosis and cardiovascular disease and things like that too so it's really important that we are making this hormone it gives us our vitality our energy it's a, it's very much a well-being hormone and um, we have receptors of this hormone in our brain as well so it really is involved in our mood and um, how we feel on a day-to-day basis so then we went, uh, Eastern reached its peak point at ovulation and ovulation is what is then when the egg is released from the ovary. And what happens then is if there is sperm uh, in, the, in the uterus, in the fallopian tubes, then it's possible to get pregnant because the sperm and the egg meet. And that is when a, a baby, you make a baby. If there is no sperm, then the egg will, um, will die off and you will form what's called the the follicle that the egg came out of will form the corpus luteum and this is then what makes our other hormone progesterone so the corpus luteum and will um like stay intact for a a number of days and will make enough progesterone uh, to either sustain a pregnancy if you don't get pregnant then you will um 
the progesterone will then drop off and you will get a period. But this progesterone, it's really important that we make this hormone progesterone as well. So this is the second hormone in the cycle that happens in the second phase of the the period the female cycle the luteal phase and this hormone progesterone is what gives us um it counteracts estrogen as such so it's the yin to estrogen's yang it um really is like a calming soothing um anti-inflammatory hormone that we need so it again keeps us calmer it reduces anxiety if we make enough of it again there's receptors of this in the brain and uh, there's loads of receptors of progesterone so it's really involved in mood but it's more in the kind of the calming relaxation mood and um, so this is why you 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 know, towards the end of your cycle, you do start to become more introverted, perhaps, and more uh, uh, retro, um, reflect, reflective on your month or on your on how you're feeling. And again, like this is to do with the hormones. So we, we're just feeling a little bit more uh, inward. We want to slow down a little bit and um, progesterone is a part of that. So um, it's important, though, that we make this hormone, because if we don't, we can suffer with really bad PMS, like like really like bad anxiety or depression and uh, irritable moods um, and, and things like that are quite common. And then also it's important to help reduce heavy periods and painful periods. If you make enough progesterone, we counteract that and reduce kind of heavier painful periods. So that's kind of a brief summary of what a normal cycle should look like. So there's ebbs and flows, your, your estrogen's up and down, your progesterone is low, and then your progesterone goes high. And this is to support better sleep, mood, um, calm, reduce anxiety. Um, it does increase your metabolism as well. This is something to bear in mind. Um, it revs up your thyroid hormone, which boosts your metabolism, your temperature spikes, um, and also your uh, appetite will increase. Again, not everyone will feel this. Everyone will be different, but some women can really notice this and feel more hungry and think they've got a lot more cravings and don't understand why. It can be very hard on themselves and then give in to binges and things like that. I think it's really important that we're aware of this, this inner cycle so that we can actually once you have this understanding that it's actually a hormone response it's very it's physiological it's normal then we can like take it into our own hands and say actually i'm just going to up my calories at this phase uh, for a little bit and maybe have a little bit more fats and protein to really help satiate and balance my blood sugars and this will help to reduce cravings and um also balance those mood swings and things like that too so that's just something to be aware of so that's what your natural cycle looks like so when you're on the pill that isn't happening. You don't have any of those ebbs and flows. Those hormones, estrogen and progestin, which is completely different to your own progesterone, are flatlined. And it's important to make that um, differentiation between your own hormone progesterone and progestin in the pill. The progestin in the pill does not have the same soothing anxiety, anti-anxiety effects um, and calming effects um, and anti-inflammatory effects. It actually uh, acts very differently. It acts similarly to testosterone in the in the body, and um, yeah, it can cause other symptoms. And this is why some women, not everyone, can have uh, have like a lot of symptoms on the pill, like feeling anxious, not feeling like themselves, feeling like a stranger in their own body, um, and just having like different kind of uh, feelings like as I say like the different mood things and things like that because you are not making that hormone progesterone which is so so 
beneficial. It's one of my favorite hormones. Like it is akin to nature's Valium. It's, if you're making enough of this, you will have a nice grounded nervous system. It really helps support and nourish the nervous system. But unfortunately, you don't make this on the pill and I think that's one of the downsides of the pill is that you don't make this amazing hormone which supports your thyroid your nervous system and your brain and so so much more so that's just something to be aware of and so this is just something I feel like when you are going into your GP and getting the pill that we should be made aware of because if you if you understand this and are told this at least you're prepared number one or number two, you may choose to go down a different route. You might choose to get in touch with your cycle more and start to use, um, you know, use cycle thinking and the fertility awareness method as a form of contraception rather than a hormonal form. And this obviously depends on your stage of life. If you are maybe in your early 20s, the fertility awareness method may not be suited to you because it does require diligence. It does require you getting up nearly at the same time every morning, recording your temperature. Um, and in putting your temperature either into an app or writing it down and the th- likes of alcohol and poor sleep really affect your temperature reading as well so it may not be accurate for you and something then to rely on so that might be more risky for you so a hormonal contraception or another form like the copper coil might be more beneficial for you Um. But yeah, like just briefly, if anyone isn't aware of what the fertility awareness method is, I'm not going to go into it in depth today, but it is a form of tracking your cycle um, through recording your temperature and symptoms. So remember I said that progesterone increases your temperature after you ovulate. A thermometer that is specifically designed to pick this up, a basal body thermometer will pick up this increase in temperature. And this will increase all the way until you get your period after ovulation. And this is confirmation that you have ovulated. So once you start to um, record this data over a few months, you start to get a good picture of when you're ovulating based on the spike in temperature every single month. And um, this will tell you then, okay, I ovulate, say, on day 16. I should avoid sex uh, if I don't want to get pregnant between you know the five days coming up to uh, ovulation and day 16 and the day afterwards because that is the time that you are most likely to get pregnant because sperm can live in the body for five days and an egg can only survive for one day so if you do want to get pregnant this is also something to be aware of you should be having sex um in the lead up to ovulation not just on the day of ovulation and the day after it's the lead up to it that you want to um you know be doing that because um that's how long the sperm will survive so these are just some again important things that we need to know um if we are either trying to conceive or we want if we don't want to get pregnant um, and that's how the fertility awareness method works roughly and uh, there are some there's loads of different apps that you can use now natural cycles is the one that i use myself and um, but there are um other apps like daisy as well and you can also um just record your temperature and write it down a piece of paper uh if you don't want to get an app uh, which is fine of course but it does require a little bit more um you know interpretation whereas on an app it does all that the algorithm um you know, is done for you, which is, which is really helpful. Okay. So that's uh, roughly a bit on the cycle, the female, natural female cycle, what the pill is actually doing. And, um, you know, just like what we should know about the pill and like, you know, 
again like the the thing about the pill is and my main problem is one as I said the lack of education but the second one is is it being given to treat quote-unquote conditions like PCOS you know heavy painful periods um, and things like that because what happens is while when you suppress those hormones and suppress ovulation you're not getting a cycle so of course all those symptoms are gone and you're not having you know a regular periods anymore because you don't have a period anymore you're not having um painful periods because you don't have one anymore and so on so it does shut that down but what happens is when you do come off the pill because at some point in your life you will decide to come off it again these symptoms and these issues will come back again unfortunately because they were never resolved in the first place and they can actually come back worse because again the pill can exasperate these symptoms too and the pill has its own um side effects which I will go into so that's just my main issues with the pill so if you are someone with hormonal issues like PCOS or PMS and you've been given the pill to treat these this is where I want you to be an advocate for your own health. This is where I want you to say, actually, no, what am I doing this for? I'm not actually treating my condition. Do I want to be putting a band-aid on something or do I want to actually treat it properly with nutrition, lifestyle, supplements, um, and really making long-lasting changes that makes a difference to your whole health and your, your reproductive health, but also your overall health? that's what I want you to think about and this is what I work on in my hormone repair protocol uh, with my clients and we really work on getting to the root of your issue why you had these in the first place um, and help you to treat it and manage it more effectively through nutrition lifestyle and supplements and um, we look at blood tests as well which is quite important to look at if you've got any of these conditions so that's just what I want you to think about and if you are someone who has been put on the pill or has been advised to go on the pill for any of these conditions question it stand up for your health you have a right to say no to the pill you have a right to other options the pill is not the only option for you and of course if you want to go on the pill and once you know all the 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 what know all about it and have the the awareness of it and the um, education behind it that's absolutely fine you know it is still an option for you and it can just you know get you through a stage of your life where you don't want symptoms too and that's absolutely fine if you choose that but it's just important that you are aware of what it's actually doing so then post-pill syndrome, I guess, what is that? So this is when you come off the pill uh, for whatever reason. Some women come off the pill because they want to start having a family. Some women come off the pill because it didn't agree with them. They had many side effects on it, like anxiety, uh, gut issues, thyroid issues. They had, um, you know, weight gain. They felt they were gaining weight, more likely fluid retention or that their appetite levels were, were changing. Um, but they were getting a lot of different symptoms on the pill as well that can be a reason for coming off it too so yeah like they just can feel like a stranger in your own body when you're on the pill so coming off the pill um I always recommend don't quit cold turkey do a bit of groundwork like a transitioning period before coming off the pill that's my advice if you haven't done that that's okay don't panic there's still a lot that you can do to help you know restore and re-nourish and rebalance your your nutrients and your hormones again but yeah coming off the pill firstly is um I recommend giving it about at least three months um, especially if the reasons you went on it was um, for any sort of hormonal or period issues you know like painful periods heavy long-lasting periods or um, PCOS and um, 
your body, you may have been put on this pill at a very young age to treat these conditions or in your early 20s when your cycle was still only developing and maturing. So, you know, a lot of the time we're put on the pill at a young age or late teens, early 20s. And our cycle is still at a maturing stage there. It hasn't fully developed. So when you come off then the pill, your body has to relearn again what to do. You have to redevelop it and it has to mature again. And like those pathways have to, uh, and the communication pathways between the brain and the ovaries um, and all the other um, pathways involved in ovulation have to kick into gear as such they have to get the right signaling this just doesn't happen overnight so I think we expect to come off the pill and everything goes back to normal straight away for some people it can but for a lot of women it doesn't happen like that because it takes a while to connect to your our own natural cycles again so um that's just something to bear in mind and it can take like two to six months for some women to get their cycle back and in that time, you may be feeling rubbish. You may be feeling the effects of the post-pill syndrome. You may be feeling really anxious. Your symptoms like bad, heavy periods might be coming back with a bang. You may be getting really bad acne if you went on it for that reason. Uh, there's so many things that may happen in that time. And this is when women decide to go back on the pill again because they can't go through all that. And I totally get that. But I just want to say, try and hold out because it will get better and also if you start to implement you know diet and lifestyle changes and really work on this you can reduce these effects and you can make the transitioning period so much easier so the first step post pill is learn more about your cycle anyway and become more empowered about your hormones so that's kind of what I was talking about in the first part of this episode and getting to know the phases of the menstrual cycle and tune into that more so start understanding like the the early phase the follicular phase and then start understanding the luteal phase you know when you make more progesterone and and maybe start like kind of a cycle syncing a little bit so there's you know cycle syncing is a little bit of a um a topic that you know I'm not sure there's enough evidence to support its benefits however um on a theoretical level it can work if you you know your estrogen is rising in the first phase of your cycle that could be a time where you um work more with your hormones you start to um do more exercise training you're more energetic and you you know take on more projects and you're more involved in in your work your uh, your business uh, your school life whatever that is and then um your appetite as well you may you can eat more carbohydrates because you can do more exercise and utilize them more um and you're not as hungry as well so you don't have the same amount of cravings so you um yeah working with that part of the cycle and getting in tune with that can help you know hopefully sync up your cycle and the second part is when you make progesterone so this is when you should start to slow down a little bit and get a little bit more inward retrospective reflective and you know not push yourself as much with training or exercise or with work uh, slow down a little bit stay in at home or you know not be socializing as much and again you don't have to be a hermit or anything but just again tuning in and like being if you are feeling a bit more slow and tired there there may be reasons for that and just to pay attention to that so start to you know tune into those parts of the cycle and sync up with it a little bit more the second thing I would say is to be more patient or be patient in general because it does take time just wait it out hold it out it will happen you will get your period back and diet and lifestyle a hundred percent help to 
it's 100% possible to regulate your cycle with these changes to reduce heavy painful periods. I can say this both from my own personal experience and from working with my own clients that they have regulated their own periods after coming off the pill. They have reduced painful periods and you know, completely uh, shorten their cycle length and, you know, are able to have a normal cycle without the need for a a massive dose of painkillers every day. So like this is so, so possible, but I just encourage you to be patient as well. If your symptoms were like acne and this can be difficult, I understand that. That is why I wouldn't come off the pill cold turkey. I would, you know, give that two, three months before coming off the pill, doing a little bit of work um, before that and then make it hopefully that will help as well um, to make that transition a little bit easier. And then I suppose the third step is to really start to replenish and nourish the body as much as possible, as I say, three months before coming off the pill, but if not, when you are off it. So what happens when you're on the pill? It depletes your micronutrients like your B vitamins, your zinc, your magnesium, essential fatty acids, and it can impact your gut microbiome. So it can impact your gut health. So your um, ability to to digest food properly and, um, you know, what are what type of bacteria is in our gut as well. So this is why on the pill, some women can experience like the anxiety or hair loss, mood swings, and just feeling like a stranger in your own body because these micronutrients are involved in regulating your mood, your energy, your sex drive, your thyroid, your gut, and more. So when we deplete these, we are going to get some side effects. So um, firstly, through your diet, you know, trying to support um these like getting more of these foods and uh, more of these micronutrients into your diet so getting more protein into your diet from animal and plant sources like red meat fish chicken eggs dairy tofu hemp seeds legumes etc getting more of those in your diet eating them more frequently and this will provide you with a wide variety of micronutrients like copper like zinc like um some of your B vitamins, B12 particularly will be in animal proteins, uh, which is really, really important, um, and magnesium as well. Um, And then getting essential fats from your oily fish, like salmon, herring, mackerel, sardines, uh, flax seeds, chia seeds. um, And these are really important for getting those essential fats in the diet, which we don't make ourselves. So, um, you know, we really want to be eating these and getting these into our diet, um, or at least supplementing with them if we're not eating oily fish twice a week and then getting more micronutrients from leafy green vegetables and and more colored vegetables in general like beetroot carrots sweet potato and peppers and getting more whole grains as well for fiber for gut health and for b vitamins and other micronutrients as well so basically having a wide varied diet is really really important when you're on the pill and when you're coming off the pill to help to re-nourish and rebalance your hormones and replenish the micronutrients that you have lost it's also really important that you're supporting your digestive health um when you are on the pill and coming off it so any sort of hormonal issues i always look at digestion because if we're not excreting our hormones that we are you know taking in in the pill and then they're building up the body and causing side effects and they're going through the bloodstream and you know becoming maybe more potent versions um, and causing more harm so we really want to be making sure we're excreting these synthetic hormones from the body so supporting regular bowel movements drinking water and 
getting your fiber into your diet, eating in a mindful way. So not rushing when you're eating, not eating on the go, not eating at your desk. It's really important. Eating is important as well. So to support better digestive health, to ensure that you're digesting your food properly, getting the maximum amount of nutrients you can from your food, and then excreting it through your stool and um, excreting those excess hormones through your stool. That's really, really important when you're on the pill and when you're off it as well. So that's just, again, something to bear in mind. And then I would say, last thing to really look at is look at your stress levels before coming off the pill so like really get a stress management routine you know off the ground and going and working on that because when you come off the pill your body is going to need time to come to terms to making its own hormones so any other stressors will impact this and slow down the time for you to heal and get your own cycle back so start now reduce stress hormone like cortisol and adrenaline these are happen when we are in fight or flight mode and so we want to reduce these now as much as we can and get into a habit of managing or stress and once we're into a habit of this we then kind of kind of be in a more stable balanced and uh, nervous system state as such we are more in the parasympathetic the rest and digest state more often than not and when we are in this state we um our body can do other functions that it's supposed to do and not be running on stress hormones and um, so i recommend to take 20 minutes a day to do something for yourself whether that is going for a walk in nature whether it's meditating whether it's painting or drawing, uh, yoga, whatever it is for you, I really recommend that you do something that's therapeutic, relaxing, uh, gets you to slow down a little bit um, and reduce those cortisol levels. So while exercise is a good one, high intensity exercise isn't a good way to do this because high intensity exercise um, raises cortisol. Okay, again, this is fine to do, but also you want to counteract it with something to slow down and slow down that nervous system. So that's just something to bear in mind. So really, there are my tips for post pill syndrome and how to manage it, how to to reduce it, how to make it easier and to kind of um, get those symptoms reduced and have minimal side effects coming off the pill and minimal effects and get things regulated as quick as possible but do bear in mind that healing isn't linear some of these symptoms may come back when you do come off the pill and um, like you have before before going on it and that is okay it's normal not to panic and um, maybe work with someone or um just like even get into my um, know your flow masterclass and learn more about the cycle and start to uh, nourish your body a little bit more and like through that nourishment you're helping to heal the body and get it back to doing what it's supposed to do get it into safety mode so the body starts feeling safe again it lowers those stress hormones it's starting to get the connect the pathways again that get you ovulating and this will then reduce those symptoms and the more and more you you do this consistently the better that you will feel and the better that your hormones will get and uh, so i really recommend that you start tuning into your cycle and tuning into this and being patient with yourself if you do come off the pill and being compassionate with it as well it's not going to be an easy journey for some i don't want to scare you as well i probably have scared a lot of you like for some it's absolutely fine come off it and maybe within two months your cycle is completely normal again and that is fine and that's brilliant if that happens but for some it's not that easy and it's just important to be aware of that that you aren't alone a lot of women go through this there's not anything wrong with you um but, you know, there is things that you can do. And if you are someone who wants to maybe 
start trying to conceive or really want to regulate your cycle for whatever reason you've got PCOS or you know um, painful periods then something like the hormone repair protocol may be beneficial for you which is what I do um, with my clients it's an initial consultation that goes through an in-depth uh, nutrition lifestyle and supplement plan um, and goes through a lot of your history and what might be going on and then we have five follow-ups to help you know monitor your progress adjust changes where necessary um, and just to see how you're how you're doing and what needs to change and to keep you on track basically so yeah you can uh, sign up to that through the link in my bio on instagram as well i'll also leave the link for both the um know your flow masterclass in the show notes and the um hormone repair protocol which is my um package to work on to support any sort of hormonal issues on a one-to-one basis in the show notes so yeah that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening um and you know again follow me on instagram mj nutrition to get more content and as i say i will have my website launching soon so there will be more freebies and things like that on that um you know, and more content as well for you. So I'm excited for that to come out. Uh, But as always, I say thanks for listening and I'll be back next week with another episode.